0: Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And behold, a great wind came across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose tore his robe and shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. That's uh, Job chapter 1, 18 through 22. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much. For your goodness and your grace and your mercy and your unfailing love, Lord. We ask for your anointing, Lord. Your will be done in this service. Thank you. Dear Father, those of us, those of us that came here because our hearts were crushed, those of us that came here and didn't even know why we came here, those of us that are here, Lord, we we all come before you because we love you, Lord. Some of us truly come here in need this morning. Thank you for uh, your strength and your mercy and doing what you do, Lord, because only you can bind up the broken heart. We just ask for your will to be done, and we love you and praise you. We praise you right now, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Give the Lord some praise, for real. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So... I want to talk a little bit about Job. Every preacher loves to talk about Job. I haven't, I haven't preached out of Job in years, years and years. Um, but now's the time. Um, so what's going on in, in the story so far is uh, Job was a righteous, godly dude, man. Job was a godly guy. There was no one like him. He was super, super wealthy. He was super prosperous, super blessed. And he gave God the glory. He wasn't a bad guy. That's the point I'm trying to make. He wasn't a bad dude. Wasn't out robbing banks. Wasn't out, you know, doing shady business. This guy was devoted to God. And so one day, God's talking to some angels, doing the thing that God does sometimes. And Satan had to give an account to what he had been up to. And Satan says, I've been going around. You all know the story. I've been going around. I've been trying to cause trouble. I've been doing the thing. Business is good. Business is booming. Everything's all right. And God says, well, what about Job? You ever thought about my buddy Job, my servant Job? And Satan's like, yeah, yeah, I think about him. But you got your hand of protection around him. So there's like nothing I can do about it because, God, you are in control. I'm a fallen angel. And I go around, I still kill and destroy. I try and cause trouble. But you are sovereign. You are in control and this is one of your people. So I can't get to him unless you were to let me at him. And Satan says, you know what? But here's the deal. If you was to let me at him, this guy who's so faithful to you and he loves you so much, If you were to let me at him, I bet you I could get him to where he'd curse you to your face. And so God says, uh, all right, go for it. So that's not line for line what the word of God says, by the way. That's my paraphrasing it. You, You guys knew that. But anyway, so Satan doesn't waste any time. He comes in from every single direction. Matter of fact, see, Job was so super wealthy and he was a family man. He loved his kids. He would, he would pray for his kids. You know. He was a good dude. Good godly man. But right one after another, right on top of each other, every single thing was taken away from Job. This is early. Early in the, in the story of Job. Because there's a lot more to it, a lot. But I just want to focus on some of these early verses. This is before Satan is allowed to attack Job's physical health. There's some folks in here that are dealing with some physical problems. Some of us are dealing with just heart problems. I I don't mean physical heart problems. You might have those too, but I'm talking about sometimes, man, our hearts just hurt, man. You know, sometimes, sometimes we just get in this place where Nothing really makes sense. But see, God is faithful. God is so faithful. And that's what I get out of, that's what I get out of this story with Job, ma'am. Is that even though these crazy things happen to this good guy, this guy that loves God, this guy that has been, you know, a servant of the Lord, you know, that God is still faithful when life doesn't make sense. Because To my knowledge, I mean, what I read, it's not like God ever says, hey, Job, you know what? Satan and me had this thing going on, and I wanted to prove to Satan something. So this is all just happening to Job. He's like kind of left out in the dark. He doesn't know about the angelic beings talking about him and, and all that. But keep this in mind. Satan knows your name, man. You know? And Satan is terrified of God's people. But see, God knows your name. And God is faithful. Give him some praise. God knows right where you're at. He knows right what you're going through. So here's the deal. Satan kind of has like all these privileges into... Job's life that he never had before, and he takes full advantage of him right at the get-go, man. So everything's taken away from him. Boom, boom, one right after the other. Matter of fact, he gets a... Uh, uh, so Job's got all these servants. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, he, has all, he has all these servants and livestock and all this amazing stuff, and it all gets taken away from him. He went from like this super wealthy dude... To like a pauper to be poverty stricken you know this is before his health has been attacked but it, all his finances all his belongings that's all a mess it's all gone one right after the other. so like job's doing the thing and here comes a messenger all breathing hard and, hey hey job hey Hey, the enemy came over the hill and, they, and they, they killed and ran off with your livestock, killed your servants. I'm the only one that got away. Before that dude was done talking, another guy comes over the hill. He's like, hey, hey, Job, hey, boss, check this out, man. All this stuff's been destroyed. Uh, bolt of lightning, fire came down from heaven. <laughs> All, your herds are just, their toes toast, man, nothing's left. And, and another guy comes up right after that. It's just one right after the other. Kind of makes sense to some of us, right, you know? It's like, boom, boom, one right after the other. Okay, we'll see. (laughs) Three bad reports, and I mean bad reports, like horrible news, the type of news none of us ever want to hear. But then, (laughs) then he gets the big one, man, the one that tops them all off. So his kids were having a shindig and a twister, a tornado comes and tears down the building. The building crushes all his kids, and that's the news he gets. So he had all this stuff, man, wealthy guy, good guy, love God. Now all his kids are dead, all of them. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And behold, a great wind came across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young people, and they are all dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. So that's what I want to talk about right there. It doesn't really make sense, you know. I mean, that's the last thing we think about doing often, isn't it? When something really, really, really bad happens. You know, God, God, I give you praise. I give you, I give you glory. I don't know why this is going on. I don't know why you allowed this to happen. But I know you are worthy of You are worthy of this. You are worthy of my praise, Lord. I don't think about that like I should. You know, but look at Job, this godly guy who just lost everything. Everything except for his wife and his physical health. And his physical health is about to get attacked. The old lady's along for the duration. She ain't going anywhere. That's another sermon. We got to understand this. And we do understand it, right? Job was a good dude, man. He loved God. So we don't, we don't get a no pain, no torment, no, no trial card when we become a Christian. You know, we don't get that. Matter of fact, Satan wants to get at you more than ever. You know? But even though Satan wants to do this and all this, God is in control, man. You see, that's a tough thing to swallow as well, isn't it? That God allows us to go through certain things. And we say, "Well, he's my loving father. Why how could he allow this? Why? He's he's my If he has my best interest at heart, why in the world would he do this? I'm I'm a father, I'm a mother. I would never do that to my kids. That's a that's a scary place to let your mind go. But God's a big God. You know what I mean? And God wants us to cry out to him. But God never promises us never. Says this is going to be an easy road. You know, but he does promise that I'll be here with you. That I'll never leave you or forsake you. And when you're weak, I'll give you strength. I'll give you what you need. Matter of fact, Job 5 and verse 7. Um, Job 5 and verse 7. It's on your bulletin and it's probably on the monitor as well. Job says this, uh, you know, a couple chapters down the road. But man is born to trouble. Is that a true statement? Job is our always poster boy for, for, you know, trials and tribulations and storms, man. You know, we always talk about Job, you know. And Job says, but man is born to trouble as sparks fly upward. So just like when you have the campfire, the bonfire, and you see the sparks going up to heaven, just as sure as you're going to see those, man, you're going to have troubles in this world. This life is not fair. God is fair. God is just. You know what I'm saying? But man is born to trouble as sparks fly upward. Job knew that. Job knew, I think, fair. You know? He was completely blindsided, blindsided, blindsided. But then when the smoke cleared, you know, metaphorically and literally... He praised God. He worshipped God. He said, God, you are in control. I, I, I have no idea why this is happening to me. I don't know why you have allowed this to happen. I don't know why you signed off on this. And Job's got some questions. But one thing he knows is, God is where I need to run right now. I need to run into the arms of the Lord. So, you know, we talk about this quite a bit in church. You know, but there's people in here that need it. A lot of us, man, we need to be reminded, man, that God cares about what I'm going through. He does care. And he gives himself. He applies himself to the situation. You know, Job begins to praise God. You know, he shaves his head and he tears his clothes. And that's something that they would do back then. You know, big sign of grief. You know, everybody knew when you were having a bad day. Like, wasn't your hair a little longer yesterday, dude? When your clothes is. You know, they, they would show their disapproval, their heartbreaking. So Job does that He begins to worship God, you know, praising God right there in the middle of his storm. Now think about that for just a second. You know, God inhabits, this is hard to understand. I don't understand it. But it's true nonetheless that God, he inhabits the praises of his people. So when I cry out to God, and I mean cry out because my world is just a mess. It was this way when I woke up, and it ain't nothing like that now. I don't know if I'll ever be the same. Just craziness, you know? But see, God inhabits my praises, and God applies himself. You know, he blesses those who mourn. I don't want to mourn. I don't like mourning. Raise your hand if you like mourning. No one likes mourning But God is a present help in our hard times, man. You know, he gives us comfort. And that's true. Is that true? Amen. Tell the truth, shame the devil. Give him some praise. So Job's like engulfed in tragedy, Cindy. He's he's just saturated in pain. I mean, think about it. One right after the other craziness 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 and then on top the worst thing you could ever imagine. You know what I mean? Hebrews 13 and verse 15. This is the deal, man. This this is where we're at. This is this is what we got to do. Okay? God tells us, "Hey, you will have you'll have some hard times, man. I mean, and that's the understatement. I mean, for, okay, what I'm trying to say is there's people in this building right now, and there's people that will listen to this later, that are going through some times, man, some tough times, crazy times, but then there's some people that are listening, some people that are here right now that would, you know, they'd sell their house to have those type of problems right now, you know what I mean? I mean, some people are just really going through it. So, I just want all of us to understand this, that God is so faithful. Okay, Hebrews 13 and verse 15. Remember, God inhabits the praises of His people. Okay, so I need to be praising God. Job shows us what to do, you know. He begins to worship God. Even though his heart is broken, he begins to cry out to God, And give him glory. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise. God expects his people to be a praising people. A people that worship him. A people that are thankful to him. Okay? And he says continually. And sometimes it literally has to be like a sacrifice. Like, I don't even know how to begin to praise you right now. I know you're good. Well, let's start there. I'm going to thank you for your goodness. And it's not that the thing that just happened to you is a good thing. God's just saying, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. This life's a mess, man. But I'm going to be with you every single step of the way. I'll give you what you need he says, it's not that all this stuff's good, it's that I'm good, and you're my kid, and I love you. Give him some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. Sometimes that's all we can do is, God, God, you're good. I don't see no goodness in nothing else, but I know that you're good. I know that you're sovereign. I know that you're in control. I know I don't understand it, but I know you signed off on this. I don't understand it, but you understand it. Just like when my kids come to me and they don't always understand. You know what I'm doing. You know, Rachel Jean don't always understand what I'm doing. But hopefully, I'm doing the right thing. Can I, but we know, we know with God that's one thing we do know, is that he's going to do what's best. even we. It doesn't even make any sense at all to us. Amen? Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. Underline that. And worshipped. And he said, this is what he says, Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. Well, that's wisdom, ain't it? I mean, that's... there it is. So talking about all the financial stuff that this dude just lost, man. Right off the top, he's like, couldn't take that stuff with me anyways. What is that? That doesn't matter. So the things of this world, man, they don't appease us. They might for a minute, you know everything that shimmers and, and glows and shines and wants to lead us astray, it, it, it has its temporal satisfaction, but it's only temporal. And Job's got that. He's like, well, you know, I ain't got none of that. I ain't worried about that, you know. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. It's on your bulletin. Check this out. Now, this is... This is the part that kind of, you know, it's, well, it's it's that hard pill to swallow. It's that pinch in the doctor's needle. It's, It's the truth, but it doesn't always feel good. But in time, it has given me huge amounts of peace. So those of us that are hurting this morning, I pray that this gives us peace. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God. This is God talking. He's explaining the obvious to us. You don't always understand the things I'm doing. You look at things at a certain way. You think you have to have things your way. You know what I'm saying? My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. He's not saying He doesn't love us. He's trying to give us peace when we don't understand things because He cares for us. It's like, you don't always understand. You're not always going to get it. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Verse 9, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So his ways are so far above ours. Of course, we're not going to understand them. Of course, they're not all going to make sense. That's why God gives us the word of God. So we can trust on his promises. When nothing in this world makes sense, when nothing is fair in this world, God says, just trust in the fact that my ways are above your ways. And I know what I'm doing. God knows what he's doing. Look at your neighbor and say, scoot over. look at your neighbor and say, God knows what he's doing. So God does know what he's doing, amen? James 1 and verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. The Lord gives, and it's God's prerogative. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. He gives us things because he wants to bless us, and we're really just stewards of what he has given us. You know, what are we going to do with the years that we have the children under our roof? What are we going to do with the the kids that come into Victory Life Church? What, What are we going to do with our finances? These are just things for us to steward, you know, that God blesses us with. But He's the one's in control. He's the one that's sovereign. But every single, listen, every single good thing you have ever experienced, every good thing is from God. Okay? It's not because you're super cool. The fact that you're super cool is because God said, you know what? This one right here, we are going to make that one super cool. <laughs> every good thing is from God. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from God, It's from above, coming down from the Father of lights. God that made the planets, stars. He's in control of all that. He keeps it all orchestrated just how it needs to be. And he says, here, I'm, I'm going to give you something, and I want you to take care of it. Every good thing we have is from God. So Job is like, all this stuff, you know, And you can just imagine him looking at, okay, obviously there was like some bad weather over here on this side of the prairie because there was the lightning storm and there was the tornado. And then maybe on this side of the prairie, there there seemed to be some trouble with invaders, you know, that's a bad day. And you see him like doing his panoramic swing and like, man. This was all different when I woke up this morning and it's all just smoldering. You know, God gave this to me. God blessed me with this. And God has said, okay, now I'm going to take it back. But just trust in me. Amen. Amen. The Lord gives and he can take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes it's really, really hard to say that, you know. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent this month. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't know how this relationship with this person who I've devoted everything to, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? It's like what Sister Claudia said earlier, that when we praise God, that frees him up to get active in our situation. And that gets our eyes off of trying to fix something that there's no way you can fix. I'm not saying we don't do what we can do, but when this stuff's so much bigger than us, man, we need God. We need God. And and, you know, we're talking about when I need peace, man. And that's a, a... That's an evasive little thing right there. You know, peace. But I know where we can get it. I know where we can get all that we need. Okay? And that's only in the arms of the Lord. That's the only place you're going to find it. Any other kind of peace is going to fade away. But see, even when Satan, or your own stupid mind, (laughs) excuse me, I'm not talking about anybody in here, tries to take away that peace, run into the arms of the Lord, man. Because he, he, you can't be separated from his love as far as he's concerned. He's not going to let you go. But sometimes when we get hurt, we're like we want to push away. And, and that doesn't benefit anything. But he's a faithful God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Psalm 1 of 6 and verse 1. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Oh, that's easy for you to say. No, this is, what, this is the point he's trying to make right here. This is what the psalmist has got going on. You need to give God thanks. Even when you don't feel like it. You got that sacrifice of praise. Praise God. Be thankful to God. Remember, God's not saying, okay, this tragedy, it's good. You just can't see the silver lining right now. And I'm not saying that stuff's not true. To us. What I'm trying to say is, God's not saying this is a good thing right here. He's saying, I'm good. I'm good. Lean on me, okay? And this will make more sense to you down the road. But right now, all you need is to hold on to me. Amen? Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. See, think about that. Job went from being this wealthy cat... To be in a nobody, you know. But he still had God. That's all we gotta have. That's more than than anything. That's what we need in this world, man. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. He's not gonna get tired of you. I keep messing up, preacher. I do too. You know? God's not gonna give up on us. He's not going to give up on us. He is faithful. Look at your neighbor and say, I told you to scoot over and tell him he's faithful. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. That's true. I can't speak personally for Job, but I've seen this happen several times. Babies do come out naked. (laughs) And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. God knows what he's doing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So God's in control of all this. But God says, I just praise him. Or the alternative is, is for some of us, is, is to go to the deep, deep, miry depression hole. It's not good, man. It's not good. I've lived there. It's not good. It's not good. You know, and, and the bitterness. It's not good. That's why we look to him. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord has taken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. That's pretty interesting, man. Can you imagine what this dude went through? I mean, no, we really can't. We can't, you know, but in all this, he didn't sin. It's just amazing. He's, He's just got his focus, man. He's got his focus on the right thing. It's like, God, I can't figure none of this out, but I know you're the one that gave it all to me, and I know you decided to take it back. You're God, you're my Father. I know your love is faithful. I'm just trusting in you. Matter of fact, you know, when when I was doing the little outline thing earlier, remember, God was talking to Satan and Satan was like, let me, Adam, I'll get this cat cursing your name to your face, man. That's the exact opposite of what Job did. He's like, blessed be the name of the Lord. I don't get it, but God, I, I, I know this much about you. You are good. Amen? Job 1 and verse 11, but stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. That's what Satan says. Satan doesn't have a clue. You know, Satan is scared to death of Christians. Do you all realize that? You know, he can't really figure us out. I mean, he's been doing this for a long, long time. And he knows how a lot of stuff's going to work with a lot of us because he's got all these amazing notes and he's so easy to read. But, man, when you get that cat, you get that person that is just steadfast on that rock, standing on God. You know, when everything else is falling apart, Satan is freaking out about that dude. Know, Satan's pulling out his hair. Satan's fleeing from that guy. He can't stand that guy. He's like, I cannot let this spread. I cannot let this guy take this to other people that are hurting. You know, okay, tell the truth. Shame the devil, right? In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Psalm 120 and verse 1 In my distress I called. This is like a sincerity thing. This isn't like one of those little prayers. And there's nothing wrong with the, the little prayers, you know, because we're supposed to pray without ceasing. And I say a lot of little prayers when I'm running around and all that. But these, this is different. This is the prayer of like, my world is falling apart, man. Everything's messed up and my heart is so heavy. In my distress, I called to the Lord. And he answered me. Isn't that nice? And church folk, you know, that, that's, that's for us too, you know. Because one of the ways, one of the reasons why people are actually a part of a church body is so we can be there for other people that are hurting. You know what I mean? So we can be there. And that comes back around, you know. People are always there for me when I'm going through a hard time. But see, when God reaches out to me, It's not always like the preacher man says on TV where you hear that still small voice. That happens. That totally happens, man. I'm not saying that don't happen. I'm saying sometimes God speaks to the person that says, hey, I know you're going through something and I want you to know I love you and I'm praying for you. Amen? Amen. In my distress, I called out to the Lord and he answered me. In another way is if we would dig into the word of God And sometimes it is a sacrifice because we are just hurting, man. You know, we're hurting. And the last thing we want to do is pick up the word of God and see where God says, I love you. Well, thank you so much. But but see, it's the truth is what we need. And the truth don't always feel good, not at the start. But see, that's what we need, man. It's like that medicine. God, you are right. You are good to me. You are faithful to me. Oh, anyways, I'm sorry. In my distress, I called out to the Lord. He answered me. But God answers his people. Psalm 142 and verse 5. I cried to you, O Lord. This is serious stuff, man. This is, this is that gut-wrenching, heart-crushing. I cried to you, O Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion. That's so true. That's so true, church people. You know what I mean? And if you haven't lived it, well, you realize he is everything. You, this is the stuff that we learn now. You, you learn it now, man, before you're in the trenches. Really, you know what I mean? Get a hold of it now. Get a hold of it right now. If your skies are blue, man, and you got gas in the tank. I cried to you, O oh, Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion psalmist is hurting man but he's got the same thing going on that job has my eyes are on you i love you i know that you are faithful you are my safe place i say you are my refuge my portion you're everything i need in the land of the living that's how we get through this world that's how we get here from the cradle to the grave man that's it right there god you are what i need A lot of things can come and go. But he never will. Never will. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. This is my prayer for everybody in here. Well, there's a couple in here, not specifically. I'm playing, I'm playing. Jesus, forgive me. This is for everybody, obviously. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. I'm, the, I'm like the psalmist and I'm crying out to the Lord. I'm like Job and I'm just praising him. You know, my head's spinning, man. Everything's just all messed up. So messed up. I don't think it can ever be back be back to normal. I can't think about that. I don't, I don't think that'll be something that is obtainable, you know? But see, it, God is in control. And God can bind up the wounds. And my God does the impossible. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Now think about that. I cry out to you. You hear my prayers. He is with me. See, that's what I'm, That's it's really, really hard for me to explain this, but I have felt it. I promise you, I, I, I felt it to where You know, when when, when your heart is just, just, you're just so hurt about something and God doesn't send you a box of chocolates. God doesn't give you a gift card. He can use people to do that sort of thing. That's cool. We just talked about that. But God seriously applies himself, the Holy Spirit, to whatever you're going through, whatever that great difficult heartbreaking thing is God says here I am he's close to the brokenhearted he applies himself to the situation you know what I mean fear not for I am with you be not dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you I will help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand that's why we praise him it's not, we don't praise him because we understand everything. We don't praise him because everything is exactly how I thought I had to have it when I was 14 years old and I made up a little journal of what i would be doing at this time, at this age. Didn't y'all do that? No, I'm playing. It's not about those things. It's about the fact that, that he's in control and he loves me and he will give me what I need. You know, sometimes, sometimes seriously, it's just making it through the day. Just making it through the day, but he'll give me what I need. That's why he says, don't get freaked out about down the road. Take it one day at a time, man. I'll be there. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more, and may God bless you.